everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Decision Hour. I'm Adam, and with me, as always, Half Pint. Half Pint, how are you? Hey, Char- <laughs> Mr. Charles Ingalls. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. Oh, goodness. Half Pint. That's awesome. And Charles Ingalls, wow. Uh, what was that show? Little House on the Prairie, right? Yeah. That's an yeah. old one. And we're kind of giving away what we're going to be talking about today, mm-hmm. right? Not Little House yeah. on the Prairie, but kind of like that, though. Like kind ho- of. Homes- yeah. Homestead living. like old. Sc- I like to call it old school living, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, it is. It is, and it's not. Like, I know a lot of people now who homestead. Even today? Right. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, we, we both grew up in the Midwest, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, my, gram- my grandparents did a lot of kind of self, uh, you know, canning and they had their own garden. You know, we, you know, I grew up hunting and fishing, uh, and whatnot. So that, you know, a lot of food came from, from that, you know, I had aunts and uncles that had, you know, chickens and pigs and, you know, whole, whole farm experience, mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. So I, I was fortunate enough to see some of it. I didn't live on the, on a farm myself. We kind of lived in the town or the, it wasn't really a city but it was a town because uh, there was only like 500 people uh in the town at the time i think wow. there's like maybe a thousand people in there now after 30 years so um but homestead living let's 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 just jump right into this are, are what are you familiar with or what do you remember because you've done some homestead living yourself right i have i have yeah so it all started out when i was pretty young. Um, I didn't tell you this before, Adam. Of course not, because I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) Um, So when I was growing up, we lived in a house in the country on five acres and my parents had horses and we had like a little vineyard area. And um, I mean, we had a few vegetables, nothing huge, you know, not a big garden. Um, And then once I had married Ken and we lived in Bridgeport, we owned 30 acres of land wow. and um, had our own, pretty much our own little homestead. We had a, a big, big garden and we had some chickens and a turkey and um, we had a lot of deer on our property that would come in. So we would have venison and um, we did a lot of fishing, especially Ken, he did a lot of fishing. So um, for our meat, we would have, you know, the eggs, the chickens, the venison, turkey. Um, the kids had a couple rabbits that they would play with. <laughs> and um, we had some geese and um, yeah, we would, I would can a lot of uh, the vegetables in the garden, things like that. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, I get it. Growing up, I, I watched, used to watch my grandma. My grandma still, or she used to up until about last year, my sister's kind of taking it over, but she would uh, can spaghetti sauce. She makes her own homemade spaghetti sauce. And even like, you know, last month when I was up in Wisconsin, like you go down in the basement and there's like, in the in the laundry area, there's like shelves of just canned food. We, we I also remember when, we were, when I was a kid, pickles. We used to have a pickle patch when I was a kid. So we'd walk all the way up and we had 200, I think we had like 230, 240 acres at the time. Uh, my grandparents did. And I remember as a kid, I'd ride my bike, you know, up and down the hills and we, you know, in the winter we'd go sledding down the hills and stuff like that. But I remember 
walking in the back one time and they didn't have it anymore at the time, but my grandma took me back there and this was like, this is where their pickle patch was. And they did, they did a lot of pickling. We, we still pickle. I, I pickle uh, asparagus as even today. Oh my um, goodness. Um, I like doing pickled asparagus. Uh, string, I mean, does it string beans? So I, so I have a question about the pickling. Okay. Does it make the food all taste the same? Like pickled asparagus? Does it taste like dill pickles? No. It gives it, it, no. Uh, I mean, you, you have, and it depends on what type of seasoning and stuff that you do with it. Like, I, I, I do mine a little bit differently. You know, I'll put a bunch of dill, maybe an onion, a couple of garlic cloves in there and, and drop it in. There's like, when I do like the string beans, mm-hmm. I'll take a piece of raw bacon, like a half, I'll, I'll cut a chunk of raw bacon. I'll put that at the bottom of the, uh, mason jar mm-hmm. and then I'll put the beans in and then I'll pour the the liquid um, in and then you know can it or whatever and but you don't pick all the beans I do I'll even you pick do. The, yeah I'll, so at times sometimes I'll pickle the beans not always I mean I can, I'll, I'll do regular canning too because I can yeah. stuff too um, yeah so but, when but, I make but the pickling stuff I love I, I love pickled asparagus like I love pickled asparagus Oh, you know what I love is you mentioned the green beans with the bacon. Yeah. That's yeah. totally. And I like when I, when I was living in Arizona before I sold the house, I, I used to pickle, I'd probably, it, it was not uncommon to see five or six jars of pickled asparagus or string beans or pickled beans or even uh, pickled eggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd pickled hard boiled eggs. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, so good. Uh, so good. Yeah, pickled eggs was another another one. And mushrooms. My grandmother gave me a recipe but, for for uh, mushrooms. And like pickled mushrooms. Pickled mushrooms and canned mushrooms. I do I do them huh. both. Like I do the pickled ones and I label those because those were those were just a nice treat to have, right? And then like the regular like mushrooms. I would use those for like spaghetti sauces. I'd use those for like Italian dishes, you know, um, Asian food. I, I cook a lot of uh, Asian f- cuisine mm-hmm. uh, and whatnot. And at the time, I was at the time I was doing a lot of Italian cuisine and stuff too because I like to cook. So I would because that stuff would that would stay a lot longer, you know. So that's the one thing I like about canning and pickling is that it, it keeps a lot longer than, Hey, I'm going to put this and then you have like four days to use it. Otherwise it goes bad. Yeah. And then you also know like the canned stuff in the grocery store, you don't know what, who canned it, where it came from, what, what's the tin can going to put off into your food? Cause we all know that that can't be good for you. Right. Um, so we also, um, when we lived in Bridgeport, Michigan, we had a huge apple orchard. So, Oh yeah. I, yeah, I made a lot of applesauce and gel, like apple jam. And yeah, I literally downstairs apple. in my refrigerator right now, I have two big things of applesauce. And I made, for the first time ever, I made apple butter um, oh, this past so October. So I was I was back for uh, my brother's wedding uh, last October, and... We have an orchard on our hunting property, and then my grandparents, my mom, my mom's side, they have several apple trees um, on that property. And my grandfather picked like 200 apples, 200, and get put them in this big thing. And I drove back. He knew I was driving. So he's like, hey, I'm going to send these home with you. 
He's like, do whatever you want. So I, I said, I always wanted to make apple butter, right? Because I was like, it's not really butter. But I put him in a crock pot and I let him bake down for like eight hours, nine hours, something like that. It was an all day process. And usually you add like, you know, sweeteners and sugar and stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't add anything. I just, I cut the apples up and I let them, I added water and I just let them do their thing. And it was the best apple butter I've ever had in my life. And, I'm, and I, I'm, obviously I'm going to sound like I'm being biased here because it's like I made it, but no added sugar, nothing. I took some home just for my grandmother to try. My, my grandmother, God, I love her. But she can be, she, she can be a little like, oh yeah, well, I said, you know, mm-hmm. my grandparents loved it. So I was just, she's like, how much sugar did you use in this? You know, you can't have a lot of sugar because, you know, you don't want to get di- the diabetes and stuff. And I'm just like, <laughs> I didn't add any sugar to it. She's like, that's really good. So, yeah, I, lo- I love doing that kind of stuff, though. I love like the homes. I love gardening. I love being outdoors. I love to hunt and fish. Uh, I think that whole process of making it your own, and it is a process. It takes a lot of work to live that type of lifestyle, but when you're growing your own food, like, you know, and it could be potatoes, you know, we, we, right now we have asparagus, every type of, you know, blackberries, strawberries. I love raspberries. We have over a thousand raspberry plants. Um, God, what a rhubarb. Oh my word. I love rhubarb. And like a lot of people, a lot of people don't know what rhubarb is. That's kind of a Midwest thing. It's sad. You know, and like we make rhubarb crunch, we make rhubarb pie. I mean, it's rhubarb this, rhubarb that. Rhubarb you know? cake. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's it's, like my downfall. You know, and then we make our own breads and stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know? That, like rhubarb bread and um, zucchini bread. Oh, oh yeah. my oh. word. Oh. I'm so hungry right now. I know. Like, like we're t- you know, and but I, I like doing that type of, like, like type of stuff. So if you're listening to the show, if you do any type of homestead, uh, living yourself, whether you can food or maybe you're kind of living off the grid. Um, and I can kind of say we still do that now because the farmhouse where my grandparents live, no internet, no cable, and no no uh, uh, cell phone service. Like I like when you're t- when, like Patty, like Patty knows because I tell her where I'm going or went out for emergency, so she knows when I'm up there, right? And like, I think you tried calling me once. I was literally, I had to stand outside in the driveway. It's 10 degrees outside. I'm in like seven layers of clothes and I'm holding the phone at a certain angle. And I got two minutes because the satellite, once it goes over, it's it's gone for a solid two minutes before I get a signal again. He you puts know? a tin hat on yeah. too. <laughs> People driving by, do you see that idiot standing outside there? What's he doing? So... Um, I literally, I have to drive seven miles into the nearest town to get a decent cell service, uh, when I'm out there. And I, and I love that. that I consider that kind of living off the grid. You know what else I love about homesteaders is you always find other homesteaders, right? So say we have all these extra or- apples from our orchard. Oh Yeah. And somebody else might have all these extra peaches, so you can like kind of swap. You know, and I, I I love that. My grandparents do that with the neighbors, like the neighbors. You know, my grandparents in their you know upper eighties now, mm-hmm. and don't move around all that well. Um, I'm not up there all the time. You know, well a couple times a year if I'm lucky. 
And but during the winter months, like right now, it's ten degrees. Or it's it's two degrees out this morning. It was like negative seven with the windshield, and they had snow. They can't. My grandpa's not going to plow the driveway. He got rid of his tractor. So it's like the neighbor from up the road will bring the tractor down, plow their driveway, and return. You know, my grandparents make. They'll give them applesauce and, and like all these raspberry and stuff that they can, and that's kind of like their payment and stuff that they use. And and the neighbors love it. And every time I go home and I see them, I always think, "Hey, thanks for watching out for my grandparents." Blah blah. blah. And they're like, "I was like, it's no brainer. Like your grandparents make the best, you know, <laughs> raspberry sauce or pies and and stuff like that." And that's, but that's what you do. And that's kind of like that old school living. You don't see stuff like that really in like these big cities and stuff. You have to kind of go off grid. And uh, that's like form, you know, you know, a bucket, uh, you know, a bushel of apples is a form of payment to come, you know, you know, uh, plow your driveway in the in the winter time or something Mm -hmm. like that. It's really neat. Yeah. And, you know, if you live in the city, you can do some kind of homesteading, usually even if you have like a small porch. Um, I did a lot of research about that, too, because we went from country living, which I absolutely loved the um, homey feeling and all that. Um, to when Ken joined the military again, we went to Fort Bragg, North Carolina and lived on post for the first year, which was crazy with, I mean, your neighbors right next door, but, um, I still had like a small little yard and I was still able to have like the, um, oh, I had, uh, what do you call it? The topsy turvy, I think it was called. Do you remember those? (laughs) You can still find those online and you can like grow (laughs) things in small areas. I haven't heard one of those in a long time. It's been years since I've heard that. Yep. Yep. (laughs) You can have like, um, you can use instead of potting flowers, you can pot, um, like tomatoes or strawberries and you can grow that stuff right in your house and you like you can even get like the little stuff that you could put on your window uh Mm -hmm. ledge uh in your kitchen and stuff for like herbs like mints and and uh, chives and stuff like that and and now i saw something online a couple months ago where they have like you know you hang pictures in your house Mm -hmm. they have things where you can they're called wall gardens Oh, wow. Yeah. And you have like you and you put them like you could put them side by side. You can literally grow an entire garden on your wall. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Wall. And I think that's what it's called. I believe it's called wall. You have to Google wall garden and, oh my word. and check that that's- out. That's neat. The only thing is I'm just thinking is I painted my walls uh, like an off white color. Yeah. Ugh, I would hate the, the, like the, I think like dirt and if it drained yeah. down or yeah. something like that you'd think like mm, moldy yeah. attracting yeah. bugs whatever um, let me ask yeah. you something I, so well, the homestead living did you guys when you guys lived on the 30 acres did you guys have to haul your own water or did you guys no. have a well we had well water yeah yeah it was okay. good it was good water yeah, I like um, I like well water too yeah, we had well water. We had a septic tank. Um, we even this was kind of cool. Like it was, it was a little scary the first few months we were there because I had to get used to it. But there was something it was called a cistern, and all of the water, I think it's a cistern. All of the water from outside, not all of it, but a lot of water from outside drains into. It was a room in the back of our house where our laundry room was underneath the floor you could open up the floor basically and there would be a reserve of water down there the whole thing was filled it was probably about i would think about five feet deep so if there was like an emergency you could flip a switch and use that 
well, you don't, you don't flip the switch. You literally just go open it up and like, you can get water out of it if oh, you yeah. needed to. Like buckets? Uh, I guess. Really? Yeah. We never, yeah, we didn't use it. It just kind of like, I don't even know how it stayed fresh under there, but it somehow it. I think that would be fit. cool. Cause I've seen people where they've created some type of system where it, it collects the runoff of rainwater and it yeah. goes into some type of filtration system mm-hmm. that they use for, um, a later date or that's how they use a lot of their water. And I, I, I think that's a great idea. I think most homes should be doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, it now. was neat. It was a tiny scary just because our kids were little. Yeah. Um, so I was afraid that they were going to try to open it. I mean, they couldn't, we ended up, we had it locked down and everything um, when we moved in, but that house. So here's the secret that house used to be, um, it was Ken's parents house, their first house. They built it out of it it was a horse stable in the beginning it was a four thousand foot um horse stable really yep they converted it into a house then they sold it and um we bought it from the people who sold like they sold it two years ago um because ken knew the history it was like part of the family when it was really little yeah it was really cool so i do i really miss it um, it was a really neat place, but I don't miss the weather and I do like city living now. I mean, it's, it's very convenient. It's, um, city living's convenient. I just, it's like one of those necessary evils. I think sometimes with, with the job mm-hmm. or the, you know, building an empire, it's, it's hard to, to build an online business, uh, off grid. Yeah, for sure. especially <laughs> yeah. hello, especially yeah. um, radio. Talk yeah, but I, I will I, say this: it's it's nice to uh, always go back to take like a breather. You know, when you need a break, you always have somewhere to go to, and that's where you know people. Are like, oh, how come you don't go to like you know the beach or do this or do that? I honestly prefer to just go home and and unwind for two or three days. Mm-hmm. And, and and not do anything like this summer I'm planning on going up there during the summer mm-hmm. um, and do some fishing and stuff because I haven't fished up there for I don't know probably five years I think was the last time I fished up there and prior to that it was like almost 15 years you wow. know? so it's like and, and I love like that was my thing growing up I'd come home from school and I, we always lived near water we lived on a lake you know or we were walking distance from a lake I would I would throw my bag down, grab my fishing pole and I'd go fish mm-hmm. for like an hour or so. And then I'd have to come home before it was dark, you know, cause the back then we didn't have cell phones and stuff like that. I know crazy concept people. We didn't have cell phones back, th- back in those days. And you'd have to be home before dark and I'd bring my, you know, usually I, I caught several fish and I'd, I'd clean them and we'd, you know, dad would help me put them in the freezer or whatever. And you had, that was, you know, you had that as a meal. That was one of the meals one night. You know what I mean? I, I miss doing stuff like that. And now that I've gotten more seasoned, you know, I've, I've had my grandfather teach me more about the gardening side of it with all of it. You know, that that was, it's therapeutic for him. You know, we had, we gave away uh, 320 strawberry plants this year. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, we have two rows of them and it's just, a, we have a ton of, it's, and now my grandfather's like, nah, it's just too much for me now. I'm just like, don't get rid of it. I'll come up. It gives me an excuse to drive home for a weekend, you know, 15-hour drive, whatever. <laughs> you know, my my kids um, had little gardens. when After we moved to Fort Bragg, um, 
Then we moved to another little city called Rayford, North Carolina, when Ken was in the military. And we had some garden boxes set up on the side of our house. And so they learn how to grow green beans. But I was just thinking, like, even if you're in the city, they have the climbing green beans. Mm -hmm. And just for your information, in case you don't know, because you're Midwest and this does not happen in Michigan, we had tomatoes and the vines grew as tall as our house in North Carolina. Wow. In Michigan, they don't have an opportunity to grow that for that long right. of a time. Right. Um, so, I mean, we even had, um, after Ken retired from the military, when we were in Michigan, we had a, a big garden back then too, uh, like a quarter of an acre garden. Um, but the tomatoes don't grow that like that in Michigan, but in North Carolina, oh my goodness, the vines were, I mean, like, we had so many tomatoes from like three tomato plants. It was insane. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm curious. Those of you that are listening to the show right now, let us know, you know, send a, leave us a message on our Facebook page, go to facebook.com forward slash the decision hour, or send us an email at the decision hour, all one word, the decision hour at gmail.com. If you've done any type of homestead living, whether you grew up on it or you're currently doing Homestead living. Tell us about your experience with homestead living. What is it that you're doing? What are some of your maybe some tips and stuff uh, of what you're doing right now that we could share with with um, the the audience as well? Uh, Patty, we're coming up on time already. I could I could yeah. keep talking about about homestead living, getting into the tractor, plowing the fields, doing you know <laughs> the whole <laughs> nine. I I miss it. I love it. I know you miss it. Um, and it's kind of, it, it, it will definitely hold a special place in, in both of our hearts, seeing how we're both Midwest people. Um, any parting words to the listeners for today? No, just, I mean, you know, go have a good time. If you're a homesteader, keep enjoying that property because it's amazing, isn't it? And then if you're a city slicker and you still want to have a garden, there are opportunities that you can figure out how to do that you really can yeah and you know it, it, you know we it, i'm going to add something to that real quick if you're a city slicker having plants in your house growing you can grow stuff in your house in pots and stuff there are things that help and that actually helps uh with fresh fresh oxygen in in the air in your house and stuff like that uh so having plants and stuff like that grow grow your own food period mm -hmm. grow your own food uh, that's all the time that we have today, folks. Uh, homesteading. We want to hear from you. Leave a comment on our Facebook page. Send us an email. Special thanks to Heroes Media Group, our network sponsor. Uh, make sure you go check out all the other great shows and articles that are being put up on that. Um, love what they're doing over there. So go check them out at www.heroesmediagroup.com. For Patty, I'm Adam. You've been listening to The Decision Hour.